You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. And he spared my soul Lord's will I never fold Till I'm gray and old My savior bro I cast my cares All I need is you You held me down From the jump And helped me make it through I'm grateful too To be a soldier In your army dude No more a nigga Now a Jew I'm riding with your crew The 12 tribes State to state Yeah we prophesy Yeah my nation I desire Promote the homicide It's genocide They got our family Singing lullabies I'm cutting ties Too many families Here with teary eyes Trials and tribulations Are part of
just sons and daughters. In a day, put you one in a day. Three times with the martyrs, with the righteous sons and daughters. In a day, put you one in a day. The martyrs can't erase. Out of the book of life, so make it a prayer. He leads the way. If I die in my fight, I regenerate. And then I need the strength of Jeremiah. Figure upon all the lies where them prophesy. In a spiritual Saddam, is a life we get it right. No, it's carry out the warriors be all the line. It's a must that we bring out the prophecy. I feel bring down ease or autocracy. With the most high knowledge and Messiah's philosophy. Living as martyrs, fighting calamity. One time be the martyrs, be the righteous sons and daughters. In a day, put you one in a day. It's fairly odd, we never learned of our foreparents We learned of demons fighting like they so was transparent My heroes is Nat Turner and Gabe Parsons They war with the devil and Frederick Douglass was a scholar Jonathan Toussaint put bullets in the Frenchman Geronimo and them Indians was putting bricks in Like my forefathers in Egypt and Moses with the staff Made cash and gold if you messing with the calf Nine violent movements and still get shot with pistol rounds. The will of evil weighs more than seven pounds. Shotguns and snipers took the great leaders down. Recycle guns in the streets pointed at me now. Greco Roman and Cohen wanna see me broken, invade my dome with soldiers until the soul is stolen. I cast dreams, got a halo like Saturn's ring, sunlight behind Christ. My genesis is with the kings. One time, Biddy Martyrs, Biddy Righteous Sons and Daughters. Four corners of the earth, earth. Real men still putting in the work, work. Some of the prophets done got murked, but that ain't stop us. It didn't work. Judas among us, we got snakes. People in their feelings, correction they can't take. Some receive advice, people telling lies. Many turn coat, but we was never surprised. They selling their soul for 30 pieces, pieces. Then cut up his soul in 30 pieces, pieces. A traitor can't rest in peace. This honorable death, then I feed him to my beast. One time be the martyrs, be the righteous sons and daughters. In a day, put you one in a day. Three times be the martyrs, be the righteous sons and daughters. In a day, put you one in a day.
Check, check. Everybody rise and face Jerusalem. Men, grab your trumpets. Israel, blow trumpets. Trumpets down. Sirach, chapter 36, verse 5. Lift up thy hands against thy strange nation and let, thy, and let them see thy power as thou hast sanctified in us before them. Be so thou magnify among them before us and let them know thee as we have known thee that there is no God but only thou, O God. Show new signs and make, new, and make other strange wonders. Glorify thy hand and thy right arm that they may set thy forth thy wondrous, wondrous works. Raise up indignation and power out, pour out wrath. Take away the adversary and destroy the enemy. Make the time short and remember the covenant and let them declare thy wonderful works. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, we glorify thy holy name on your holy day, Father. We thank thee, Father, for we are nothing without your commandments. Heavenly Father, we come before thee not because we are righteous, Father. We, are, we come before you as a nation, Lord, seeking to be redeemed by you, Father. We pray that you purge out all malice, hatred, bitterness, envy, covetousness, all things that is not beneficial, benefit, Lord, for us to be redeemed. We pray, Lord, that we may be prepared, Father, for your coming. We pray, Lord, for those who are sick amongst us, that you may restore their health so they could come back into the fight, Lord. Those who are seeking financial aid, Lord, we pray that you give us everything that is sufficient in this fight. We thank thee and glorify thy holy name. And we pray, Father God, that you may pur purge out all malice, all those things that are not benefit, Father. Thank you again, Lord. In your son named Jesus the Christ, our king, we ask for redemption and we pray for the punishment for all those that oppose your laws. We pray for those also, Father God, that come against us. And we pray, Lord, that you stomp them out, Father God. In your son name, we ask all these things. May the congregation say hallelujah. 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 Son named Christ, our king, we say yaman. Men of Israel, sons of God, patient saints, sons of God, and salute. Salute down, face sisters. And to the daughters of Israel, we say shalom.
Check, check. All right. All praises to the Most High. Happy Sabbath to you, brothers and sisters. We made it to another one. Round of applause for the Most High for that. You better start thanking the Most High for every day that you ain't sick. Because <laughs> it can happen quick, flash, and in a hurry. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, one cough away. All right, somebody said no sound. Do we got sound? Somebody turn it up. Let's see here. No, we got sound. I think I heard it. Yeah, we good. All right. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, today's class we're going to go over um, is what you should know before they let the bombs go. I like to make titles that rhyme. For some reason, they they kind of stick in my mind. Maybe that's called, what they call me, uh, Z Diddy. <laughs> Captain Zephyrus and the Miami Music Machine. <laughs> that's how he said Shout out to the captains and them that are out there on the West Coast and the bishops and the deacons that are out there bringing out the word of God in the chief places thereof. You ain't going to find us in a damn corner talking to a camera <laughs> and then put it up on the Internet. Nah, nah, nah. That ain't the spirit the most high put on Bishop uh, to pass down to us. All right. We where the people are. All right. Uh, so let's start out with uh, Romans. 15 and 4, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, kind of sets the foundation for everything. Surprised, ain't no Christians ever read this. <laughs> Where they bad? Hey, we should be reading the Old Testament. Paul said that, and I'm a Pauline. That's what they call themselves. Uh, read that, Romans 15 and 4. Who's my reader today, Ruben? Okay, go ahead, soldier. Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. Yep. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So the things that are written uh, aforetime, they written to prepare us for the things to come, right? They, that's why God, made, he set those things uh, um, in history so that we can learn from them now to prepare ourselves for the things to come. Because the Bible is a book of prophecy. Right. And there's many things that have not been fulfilled up until this very day. But the things that are written aforetime, if we read and learn from those things, it'll prepare us for the things that are to come. We'll learn how to uh, maneuver in tribulation. Right. Because the Bible, you know, I, I know Christianity uses it as a uh, a feel good, happy go lucky uh God carried me beside the steel waters type of book, but the Bible's full of tribulation. It's full of it, ups and downs. It's it's full of it. That's the majority of the Bible. It's really only a few uh, par uh, chapters that talk about the good that's going to come. Most of it is death and destruction. Yeah, I remember when uh, you know I was caught up in uh, Baptist. What was what's my? I was a I, I wasn't a Baptist, but. <laughs> My granny took me to church all the time. So I was whatever I was where I was. And, um, you know, you, you never heard about anything that was bad to come. And when you actually read it for yourself, I remember this. that I, I read in Revelation, it said, man, the dragon got three heads and or seven heads. It's coming out the sky. I don't even want to read that because it scared me and, and meant it because I didn't know what it was about. But from that knowledge, um, of learning comes comfort, right? That's what we got to understand. 
Give me that in Second Ezra 16. That's why we got to, what it say, those things that are written aforetime are written for our learning. And through that knowledge of, of knowing, it'll come a certain comfort to us when we are in that tribulation that we're going through. Uh, Second Ezra chapter 16, and uh, let's read verse 74. Second Ezra chapter 16, verse 74. Hear, O ye, my beloved, said the Lord. Behold, the days of trouble are at hand, uh-huh. but I will deliver you from the same. That's one thing we got to meditate on. It says here, the uh, the days of trouble are at hand. Um, I just want to let everybody know, newsflash, that think, um, you know, because a lot of us come in here, and it takes a while for you to truly believe and understand these scriptures, that they real, that the Bible is a true book. You got a gist of it. God gave you a little gist of it when he gave you uh, the understanding of Deuteronomy 28 and the light turned on. He's like, oh, yeah, I understand that. But the other stuff that is in it, it takes time to to see those things come to pass before you be like, man, the Bible is a true book. I see it before my eyes. And God said that, behold, the days of trouble are at hand. I want to let everybody know that it's not going to get better. It is not going to get better at all. Um, and it's a reason behind that. And I was thinking about this. I didn't write it down last night as I was finishing out the class. But the, the scripture dawned on me this morning when I got here where Ezra asked the Most High, um, why do the righteous have to suffer the things before the kingdom come and you just don't give it to them? Why do we, the righteous, got to suffer like the wicked is? is? And then it dawned on me like, damn, without, without the, um, the tribulation and the days of trouble to come, some people will never repent. And although that we might have repented where we are right now, the thing, it has to get worse to keep you in it. <laughs> if things got better, if, if, if they started giving you money and, and, your, uh, and black people's wealth, started uh, getting higher as a nation and things you could relax and you ain't got to worry about oppression and police brutality and uh, those microaggressions from white people when you out in the workforce and things of that nature. If you didn't have to get up every morning and slave for 10 or 12 hours, you would leave this thing. You'd be like, oh, man, it's all good right there. Let me shoot. Bible, Bible ain't really what it's talking about. Hey, Cap. Go know, ahead. I'll yeah. see. They mentioned that in the book of Deuteronomy with Moses, when the Lord said that um, when you yeah. get your goodly houses and things to that nature, yeah. he said, be be mindful that you do not forget the Bring Lord. Bring words of that, man. Because it dawned on me this morning. I hit this morning like, man, because I wonder the days of trouble are at hand and the things ain't going to get better. But Ezra said, why do we, why does the righteous have to go through the same thing that the wicked do? It's to keep you in here. Re, uh, was it that uh, officer, the script you wanted? Um, I think it's Deuteronomy. Um, it's somewhere towards it. Wax fat, right? <laughs> yep. Yep, that's it. Read that. Hey, you got it? Yeah, Deuteronomy 32, read 14, 15. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 14. Butter of kind and milk of sheep. With fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat, and thou didst drink the pure blood of the grape, but Yeshurun waxed fat 
and kicked. Thou art waxen fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Yes, so we understand that when we get into that condition or mindset and we start to live lovely with the things that Babylon provide, we forget the Lord. The Lord has to keep us, keep our minds in check. So you know what? You, you have to go through that tribulation that you're bringing out. That way we stay focused on what? Receiving the kingdom of heaven. Yep. The days of trouble. Go ahead. Hey, that's so true because look, our people, the only time that they see God when it's like death or something real bad. Yeah. But once it passed, they go back to the same yeah, wickedness. Yeah, yeah. We that's all it. It's say, hey, man, just, just let me go through this one little thing, Lord, and I'll change. And once he lets you go through, you back in the same situation same you left. Thing. So God got to basically God got to keep his thumb on the righteous and the wicked. That's why I said, "Behold, the days of trouble are at hand. It ain't going to get better. It's going to stay. It's going to get worse than where it is right now to keep you in it and to bring those that are still walking in darkness into this thing. Some people got to be staring down the barrel of a gun before they see the light." Oh, yeah, it's time to repent, man. God almost took my life. Um, give me that um, um, at first video. Because the days of the trouble at hand. Because prophecy has to be fulfilled. Give me the first video. Because we all, if you're paying attention, if you're watching and praying like Christ told you to, um, you see the things that are going on throughout the world. Um, play it up to uh, 125, that first video. Turn up the reader's mic, too, going on. In focus, of course, are the new deployments, more and more deployments at that. On one side, Russia is sending in more troops. And on the other hand, Turn up number seven. to match this deployment. Stuck in between, of course, is Ukraine, where the 10-day-long military drills are currently underway. But even while leaders hope that some form of diplomacy will work out and, in a certain sense, dulls the tensions, the fear of invasion continues to loom over the region. The United States is now urging its citizens to leave the country immediately. The State Department has issued a new advisory. They want citizens to get out of here. Now, because of this, all of it comes down to one factor, and that is if there is a war, then the U.S. will not deploy soldiers to Ukraine, not even to evacuate its own citizens. What scenarios would you put American troops to rescue and get Americans out? They're not. That's a world war when Americans and Russians start shooting at one another. We're in a very different world than we've ever been in. Mm. According to a U.S. intelligence report, the Russian military could launch a full-scale invasion with tanks that potentially could reach Kiev within 48 hours. So what the U.S. wants is for citizens to get out as soon as they can. Go ahead, pause it. I want y'all to let know that, like, you know, because we don't see these things here in Babylon, in America. We are um, we are shielded from most things with reality TV, which is actually fake. <laughs> That's reality TV, but it's fake. Super Bowl commercials, um, um, NBA trade deadlines and Facebook and Instagram. We are uh, blinded to what's going on in the world. But that's the that's real, y'all. Them missiles and bombs, that unlimited ammo that Russia got, which is one of the largest armies in the world, that stuff's real. 
And just because you don't see it on an everyday basis, our people are like, ah, oh, man, it ain't nothing to worry about, man. They've been talking about this stuff forever. All right. Um, play the next video. Play that. We encourage all American citizens who remain in Ukraine to depart immediately. We want to be crystal clear on this point. Any American in Ukraine should leave as soon as possible and in any event in the next 24 to 48 hours. We obviously cannot predict the future. We don't know exactly what is going to happen. But the risk is now high enough and the threat is now immediate enough that this is what prudence demands. If you stay, you are assuming risk with no guarantee that there will be any other opportunity to leave and there no prospect of a U.S. military evacuation in the event of a Russian invasion. It's real. <laughs> when they tell you to leave, that means they know something that you don't. And they already know. And we're going to go over it later. They know once they cross a certain line, there's no going back. That's why they say, if you don't leave, we can't come get you. You you stuck. It's going to be like a hotel Rwanda up in that building. You got to fend for yourself. Go ahead, Cap. You got to remember this beast, right? This so-called white man. He he he's a military genius. He don't care if he got to you know sacrifice a couple bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nothing for him. Mm -hmm. So when you hear him gearing up for war, you better believe he's talking to the investors that's <laughs> right. over there. That's right. who he's talking to. He's telling the investors they you need to start pulling your money out, put it on pause because we about to drop the bombs. Damn, good point. That's man. it. Good point. Play that last video, that third video I got from uh, from there up there. Play that. U.S. troops. Turning now to the rising tensions between the U.S. and Russia over Ukraine. Today, President Biden got a debrief from French President Emmanuel Macron over his one after, I should say, after his one-on-one -on -one meeting with Vladimir Putin. We also learned that Vice President Harris will huddle with NATO allies in Munich next week. All of this as the military buildup in the region continues. And CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from the Baltic state of Estonia. Today, the U.S. sent in the cavalry. The 2nd Cavalry Regiment out of Vilsack, Germany, loaded up this morning bound for Romania right along the Ukrainian border. Around a 1,000 U.S. troops and columns of striker armored vehicles. 1,700 soldiers of the 82nd Airborne are being sent to Poland, although they won't step one foot into Ukraine. The focus of this particular mission, of course, is to reinforce hey, the NATO quick. alliance. I just want you to look at that background. It's for all you Negroes that think you're going to rise up and overthrow the government. Anybody that says, hey, man, we got we to we protect ourselves. Y'all Negroes is crazy. Y'all better get the hell away from people like that. They not right in the mind. Them, they, they can send just that right there down your block and wipe everybody out. That's what's behind them. They did it in Chicago. Yeah. They had the tanks just roll up and down. That's it. That's what during, during the Trump administration. Somebody talk about throwing, overthrowing this thing and not keeping these commandments and don't believe anybody. You better get the hell away from them. They are crazy. No matter how sane they appear to be, they crazy. Because they blessing is war. Esau's. Go ahead. Play that. To reassure our allies 
CBS News has learned that those troops will help set up staging posts in Poland should thousands of American citizens need to be evacuated if Russia invades Ukraine. They are multi-mission capable and they're going to be ready to do a number of contingencies, including, and he was asked, you know, would that include evacuation? And he said, if that's what we're called to do, we're capable to do that. The threat of war is escalating by the day with the positioning of Russian air defense missile systems in Belarus, Russian fighter jets stepping up military drills, and Moscow's deployment of six more warships headed to the Black Sea for naval exercises. Not a game, y'all. Let it play. Keep letting it play. Baltic states like here in Estonia are especially concerned with the buildup. They are right along the border with Russia and Belarus, and they're specifically requesting more American support. Mm. Nora? Now, I'm going to let Charlie you know um, Nobody knows the time. We don't, we don't know if, if this is the beginning of what the Bible talks about, the woes. We don't know that. Nobody knows the time. But we do know that Christ said he come like a thief in the night. So it could be. It could be just like that. Or it could be like, hey, this was just a warning to the uh, to my people to let you know you should be paying attention to the signs of the times. I'm let you know um, one thing y'all don't know about Russia. If you don't know about Putin, Putin is a gangster. Putin changed the law to make himself the uh, president over there basically until he died. He bogarted the government, changed the law, and he's basically going to be the president until he die over there. He's the, he's the president right around. I seen a thing of, um, it was on TikTok about Putin versus American presidents. Well, Putin's the guy that ride motorcycles. He's, he's the president in uh, uh, fighter jets. He's out there uh, uh, hunting bears. He's, he's that type of dude that's climbing mountains. So the Bible talks about as is the leader, so are the men up under him. So they ain't great back down from America. They like, let's go. We'll fight. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't got more nukes than we got. And we pulled out videos about that, that uh, Russia has just as many, if not more, nuclear bombs. They got a bomb called Satan. One and two. So they ain't worried about America uh, testing them. All right, yeah, call our bluff. Give me that Revelation chapter 18, verse 4. Get some more. I'm gonna show you why it won't get better. So these are things that we got to set in our spirit. It won't get better for this reason right here. Revelation 18. Let's read four and five. Revelations chapter 18, verse four. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, "Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, mm-hmm. and that ye receive not of her plagues." Those that's going into the ways of this place. The uh, what they call um, society. What, what what makes up their society. God is telling us, you better come out of those ways because it ain't nowhere we can run. It's going to be a World War Three, So it's nowhere you can actually go that's, that's going to be um, safe. It's going to be a level of danger anywhere we go. But like the bishops and deacons have brought out, we may have to flee from place to place, right? But there's no true safe place you can go because... Um, it says, what is, it's going to say it right here. Read verse 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven. Her sins reached unto heaven. The sins of America is everywhere. The things ain't going to get better because the sins have reached unto heaven. Read on. And God has remembered her iniquity. This place has to continue in its sin so God can judge it. 
So it won't get better. It's going to, they're going to keep on pushing the envelope of sin, even with this that they see with uh, the brink of war with uh, uh, the most powerful, um, uh, I would say, enemy. They're supposed to be allies, but foe that America has ever had. They ain't going to change. You think they're going to stop celebrating Christmas around here? Hell no. They go, Esau is going to uh, oppose God and be like, man, we might not have no many, that many left. Let's turn up and make everybody naked on, on Christmas. Let's live it up. Valentine's, this Valentine's Day, because it might be our last, let's, let's have a slut walk extreme. Yeah, let's, condom bingo. Let's, let's do that. That's how Esau is. He opposed God. He don't repent. He turns up. In his sins. But that's why it won't get better because the sins that are here, they have to reach up to heaven so God can uh, bring about the plagues of destruction to this place to deliver us. Give me that in 1 Maccabees chapter 2. 1 Maccabees chapter 2. So understand that. It won't get better because the sins have to reach unto heaven. Esau's not going to have a change of heart and be like, hey, let's start doing thus saith the Lord. Not going to happen God didn't make him that way. His spirit ain't right. First Maccabees chapter 2. I want to read 49 uh, down to 61. First Maccabees chapter 2 verse 49. Now when the time drew near that Mattathias should die, he said unto his sons, Now hath pride and rebuke gotten strength in the time of destruction and the wrath of indignation. Now therefore, my sons, be ye zealous for the law. And give your lives for the covenant of your fathers. So in the days of trouble, that's something that you, you have got to set in your spirit. That you got to be zealous for the laws and be ready to give your life for it. That's what God wants us to do. Just because this is the thing that we don't say. If you're a follower of Christ, well, then you got to follow his whole life. He gave his life for the laws of God. So it may be the judgment that is upon some of us. We don't know, but just settle that in your spirit and be ready for it if it comes. You should know that. Read on. Call to remembrance what acts our fathers did in their time. So shall you receive great honor and an everlasting name. That's why um, when we started out with the things written aforetime is written for our learning that when tribulation and 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 comes about that we'll be able to recall the words to steal our spirit just like Mattathias did with his sons when the Greeks were coming in the time of trouble call to remembrance what acts your fathers did in their time read on verse was, 52 was not Abraham found faithful in temptation and it was imputed unto him for righteousness read on. you read down to uh 61 go ahead Joseph in the time of his distress kept the commandment, and was made lord of Egypt. In distress, go ahead. Phineas, our father, in being zealous and fervent, obtained the covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Jesus, for fulfilling the word, was made a judge in Israel. That's talking about Joshua. Go ahead. Caleb, for bearing witness before the congregation, received the heritage of the land. David, for being merciful, possessed the throne of an everlasting kingdom. Elias, for being zealous and fervent, for the law was taken up into heaven. Mm -hmm. Ananias, Azariah, and Mizael, by believing, were saved out of the flame. Daniel, for his innocency, was delivered from the mouth of lions. And thus, consider, con consider ye 
throughout all ages that none that put their trust in him shall be overcome. So the only way that you're going to learn to put your trust in the Lord during times of tribulation, during those days of trouble, is if you study to show yourself approved. That's why you you hear from bishops, deacons, captains on down. We so big on you studying. You read your four chapters a day. Why? Because they they are prophets sent back on the earth, and they see the tribulation that's to come. And the only way we're going to be able to make it through it, so we don't we might bend, but don't break, is if you call to remembrance the acts of your forefathers. You got in the moment, in the time of tribulation, those days of trouble, you got to become Mattathias. You got to become Abraham. You got to become Joseph in the times of distress and turn from fornication. You got to be, you got to become Phineas. You got to become Caleb and Joshua. When everybody was against them, they was on the Lord's side. You got to become them during that time. That got to become your spirit. But that word has to be in your in your spirit already for you to recall the remembrance of it because if it's not you're going to turn back into the old man that you was and you'll become that what we talk about it where it says in deuteronomy 28 where your eye will be evil towards your own brother when the food get low you ain't sharing it with nobody you ain't splitting that thing nope no you ain't doing it you'll turn back into the old man you got to become your forefathers during the time of tribulation you got to trust in the Lord, trust in his word. Give me that in Isaiah 26. Isaiah chapter 26, and uh, I want to read verse 1 and 2. Be here for a minute. Go ahead. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 1. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation Will God appoint for walls and bulwarks? So Isaiah is prophesying about the kingdom to come. This is the in the future. It's a future prophecy, right? Read on. Open ye the gates. Do what? Open ye the gates. Open ye the gates. Open the gates. Read on. That the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Let's deal with the gates first. Give me that in uh, Revelation 21. Revelation 21, it says, open ye the gates. Revelation 21, and uh, let's start at verse 5. Revelations chapter no, 1. Let's read 1, 1 through 5. Revelations chapter 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John. The sea is going into nations. Go ahead. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Now, uh, Bishop went over this um, breaking down Revelation 21. So I'm not going to go through all the precepts. You can go back, look it up on YouTube, IUIC, Revelation 21. It'll pop up. All right. Uh, read on. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. Now, that's not talking about everybody. It's talking about Israel. Go ahead. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Uh -huh. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, 
for these words are true and faithful. These words are true and faithful. Now, remember, we went here to talk because we're talking about the gates. Jump up to verse 10. Verse 10. Yep. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. we read down to 13. Go ahead. And showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, uh-huh. having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And had a wall great and high and had 12 gates. And had 12 gates. Go ahead. And at the gates, 12 angels. Uh Uh-huh. And names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Read on. And on the east, three gates. Three gates. On the north, three gates. That's six gates. On the south, three gates. That's nine gates. And on the west, three gates. That's 12 gates for 12 tribes. Ain't no damn gate for no Gentile heathen nation. There ain't one. The classes of what you should know before the, you let the bombs go. Some of this is 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 spawned out of uh, Clubhouse uh, rebellionists. For all those that are listening on Clubhouse right now, it's 12 gates for 12 tribes. It ain't no 13th gate. You can get that on original royalty. Solomon made a song about it. <laughs> ain't no 13th gate. Ain't no Gentile nations coming into that thing at all. Um, Jump over to 22, verse 14 and 15. Let's read that. Revelations chapter 22, verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Do, do, do action. That they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Uh Uh-huh. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. So out of the 12 tribes of Israel, only the righteous of that nation can enter in through the gates. You're not getting in. If you're, if you're a whoremonger, when Christ returns, you're going to be on the outside. If you're into idolatry with your little Christian cross, you're going to be on the outside. If you're a murderer, whether it be physically or you're, or you're killing your own people through the means of drugs, you're going to be on the outside. If you love lies like white Jesus, you're going to be on the outside. You love lies like God love me no matter what, your ass is going to be on the outside. Look at here like, hey, can I, can I get in? No. No. I'm going to show you the ticket, um, uh, the payment. That's only the only payment that you can use to get through the gates. Um, and remember, I said, give me that in uh, John chapter 6. Uh, John 10. Because um, uh, uh, what people think is, because I've heard it, some guy, you know, God bless his dumb self. Bishop could I should say that. <laughs> God bless his dumb self. Uh, he used to say that all the time to us. It was just dealing with people. God bless his dumb self. Um. No, Jesus ain't the gate for the Gentiles. He's not the door for the Gentiles. Talking about the, the, the heathen Gentiles. No, he's not the door for the Gentile nations. Give me that John 10 and 6. I'm going to show you. This is the stuff they use to try to, um, that, uh, to push the lie that they believe in. John chapter 10. I want you to read verse 6. John chapter 10, verse 6. This parable, this parable spake Jesus unto them. But they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. That's martyr Christians today. That's our brothers and sisters that are still caught up in Christianity. They don't understand Jesus. 
They take John 3.16 and they equate that to everybody. Just like our, our, our ancestors of old, they didn't understand the parables of Christ. It's the same thing today. It's nothing new up under the sun. The only thing that changes is that uh, white man Christianity has covered the whole earth like prophecy said it would. At that time, it was only a little cluster they didn't understand. That was in Jerusalem. Now, nobody in Christianity understands Jesus. Uh, jump up. Oh, keep reading. Verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. There you go. See, that they use that, and they'd be like, see, he's the door of the Gentile nations. They can come in through Christ. He'll hold the door for them. Hallelujah. Blessed Jesus. No. That's not it. Let's go explain it. Read on. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. Uh -huh. But the sheep did not hear them. Read on. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. There you go. Those are the scriptures that they, they twist. They will say we twist and manipulate scriptures. Christians do that more than anybody. They don't give a damn if it's make, it don't make no sense at all. As long as they believe the lie, they're going to keep on pushing it. Jump up to verse 16 because we don't, we don't want to uh, uh, be like, oh, see, they didn't read that. See, they, this is what the black Hebrew Israelites do. They manipulate scriptures and leave out certain things. And then um, you can't overcome them because they're so foolproof in their bad theology. I was, uh, they, they don't make no sense. I don't know who I was talking to. That was something that was Thursday. Like, you know, if it's a bad theology, if we are wrong, somewhere in there, there's going to be holes that you can um, destroy the thought of it. Yeah. Just like Christianity, there's holes in it, we destroyed it. Right. Islam, it's, 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 we destroyed that. Right, Kat. We, we, remember, we, talk, we said that. We said, think about it. There's debates where Christians will go against atheists, they shut them down. Yeah. Go against Islam, <laughs> shut them down. Yeah. All right, they go against uh, uh, what's the theory the of evolution, right? Oh yeah, they yeah. shut them down. There's debates recorded. Mm -hmm. You have now Christians saying pastors now who saying, listen, uh, even though their doctrine is jacked up, right? But still, you can't overcome. You them. can't overcome it. You can't beat them. What? So <laughs> that don't make is, no sense. How is it? How is it wrong then? How is it a lie? I've never heard of nobody that has ever told a lie for so long that was foolproof. We all know, we, we, I don't know about me, I know I do. I, I had people in my family that was pathological liars. We knew they was liars. And they would just keep on telling the story, and we would just keep on destroying it, and they just make something else up. And be like, well, no, you just said this, you just said that, you said this, you said that, you said that. You can't do that. When we start going into the scriptures, we back you into a corner and body shot you and then hit you with the haymaker. The haymaker be Deacon Asaph when he come on. You ain't even got nothing to say when Deacon Asaph come on. Whole room get quiet. That's why they don't let Bishop on these mainstream shows. Because he, he, Bishop ain't throwing body blows. He's coming in with haymakers. Take you out. You say you're going to do Tyson Odom? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Done. Uh, read verse 16. John chapter 10, verse 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. If you don't have this precept in your Bible, write it down next to verse 16, because we're going to explain to you how Christ is not the door of the Gentiles. Ezekiel 37, 
21 through 28. As Bishop and the deacons always say, the New Testament is an abbreviation of the Old Testament. Read that and listen to the words of Ezekiel, and you'll understand how Christ is quoting Ezekiel. Read that for him. Ezekiel, chapter 37, verse 21. And say unto them, Thus said the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. Uh-huh. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be king to them all. That's Christ. Go ahead. And they shall be no more two nations. Mm -hmm. Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. No more northern southern kingdom. No more Judah and Israel. No more Jew and Gentile. We are known as and referred to as the 12 tribes of Israel. That's it. Read on. Neither shall they defile themselves anymore with their idols nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places, wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them. So shall they be my people, and I will be their God. Where do we just read that at in the New Testament? Let's see who's paying attention. Where do we just read that part at? All right. Stand up. Can't see your face. I need new prescription of glasses. Oh, it's, it's, turn the mic on. What mic? What number is it? Mike 12. Mike 12. Uh, the book of John, chapter 10, verse 16. Nope. Uh, let's bring it up here. Elijah. Right. What is it? Where we read that? Uh, second address, 1674. Nope. Nope. All right. Since we ain't got time, because I got two more pages full of scriptures. I'm only halfway through. <laughs> Uh, we read that in Revelation 21, verse 4 or 5, where he said, I will be their God. My dwelling place is uh, amongst them. He was talking about Israel. That's what we said earlier. I said, I ain't, got, I ain't going through all the precepts, but it's so redundant that you're not going to see it <laughs> when you read the Bible in other places. You're going you're, you're to stumble across it. Oh, man, that precept go with that precept. I read that already. You're going to stumble across the same thing over and over again because the Bible's written to Israel, by Israel, for Israel. That ain't changed. That's something you should know before they let the bombs go. <laughs> uh, so it says, so they shall be my people and I will be their God. Now, here's verse 20, read verse 24. And this is what Christ is talking about in John 10, 16. Read that. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 24. And David, my servant, shall be king over them, and they all shall have one shepherd. One shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. They shall have one shepherd, one shepherd, one shepherd. Those sheep are the house of Israel. Read on. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell therein, even they. And their children, and their children's children forever. Uh -huh. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them now, forevermore. Now you see it's repeating Revelation 21 again. 
My tabernacle is with man. The tabernacle of God is with man. What man? The man of Israel. That's why there's no door for Gentiles. Christ, ain't, God ain't trying to be around everybody else. He don't even like them. He only made them to be servants. He don't want them around them. You, you want to talk about we are a hate group of separatists. Wait till you meet God. <laughs> Wait till you meet God. He going to see your son. Who the hell let that at them Edomite, Elamite? Who let them uh, put their big toe in the kingdom? You can't, you can't step a foot because they're not going to be able to step a foot in the kingdom. Soon the toe crossed that damn line. <laughs> Stop them right in their track. <laughs> Gunline, boss. Whose servant is this? He's about to be. He's about to be uh, five hundred and sixty-seven miles too close to me because you know the. You read Jeremiah said the city's gonna be set up on the hill. You got a gate, <laughs> and the Baruch it talks about how the the kingdom is large. It's, it's got mansions in that thing. Yeah, I'm just throwing a number out there. He step a toe in that bad boy. Hey, hold on, who? He ain't, I ain't trying to be around him. My tabernacle is with the man of Israel. Read verse 27, 28. Verse 27. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So you can take Ezekiel 37, 21 through 28, and you can write that with Revelation 21, verse 4 and 5, too. Keep going. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel mm -hmm. when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Whew. Man, that's good. That feel good. That made my spirit feel good right there, man. You brought the chicken soup, Ken. man. That feel good. Well, Bishop, y'all saw me say yeah, that's uh, therapy. That's therapy. That's therapy right. right there. Right there tells you right there. The heathen shall know. They're going to know and see mm -hmm. that the sanctuary, that the Lord set Israel apart. You ain't getting in that gate. Nah. Forget about it. That's it. You ain't coming through them gates. Nah. Only the righteous nation. Go back to Isaiah 26. So that's what Christ was talking about. Ain't no door for the Gentile. He's not the door. He will shut the damn door in their face. Shrink. Right in their face. Eat them up. Eat them He's talking about, Lord, save me. Shrimp. Right in their face. Uh, Isaiah 26. Let's read two again. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 2. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation, which keepeth the truth, may enter in. Now only the righteous is going to enter in those gates. Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. Let me get through these here. Isaiah chapter 60 and read 9 and 10 real quick about them gates. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 9. Yep. Surely the owl shall wait for me and the ships of Tarshish first to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them unto the name. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to the Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Music then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E-V-I 
to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes. <laughs>